Welcome to the newest episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. Today's guest is my second UK-based artist. She's from London. She's a singer-songwriter with a couple new tunes out this year, The Cage, and her most recent debut, California. Please join me in welcoming Marie Nafa. Right on time. Hi. Right on time. How are you? I'm really well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for joining me today. No problem at all. Thank you so much for having me. Sam Eagle was the one who referred you, and he's just an absolute talent. I thought it was awesome that all the people he recommended, including you, were just great artists. And, you know, getting a recommendation from that guy is super cool. Yeah, I felt I felt instantly cooler getting a recommendation from him. <laughs> did you guys uh, do a concert together? Yeah, we did. Um, I did a show back in London a couple of years ago now, actually, and they... I knew um, the guitarist in that band and he put me in touch with Sam and I kind of thought they were amazing live. And then I've been following, you know, all his new stuff very closely and I've just been so impressed by the innovation. And I just think yeah. for someone so young, I think it's just, it's also amazing. Um, and on top of that, he's just a really, really great guy. Um, he's sort of not arrogant at all and just wonderful, um, which is a rarity, I think. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very genuine person. Yeah. And, uh, but you have some huge news. You just released California, your new single with a new music video. How does it feel to have it out? It feels great. It's gone past the scary part of um, putting it out there and getting, you know, throwing it out and hoping it's going to get caught. Um, but people have caught it and people are listening and enjoying. And I think it's um, speaking to more people than I might have anticipated. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really pleased. That's incredible. Was there something about it, about this song in particular, that scared you about putting it out? Because I know, you know, it can always be scary to release something, something that's very vulnerable. But with this one, was there something specific you were worried about? Yeah, completely. I think, um, well, I was quite overwhelmed by the success that my first track had um, that I'd released for a long time. Um, so we got to... 50,000 streams in the first couple of months and I, I sort of wasn't expecting that at all having you know be, I'm still you know an unsigned artist and we're doing all the promotion ourselves and the campaign um so that was really wonderful but you know you're thinking how are you gonna top it and how are you gonna push it and on top of that creatively it was quite bold I think um in terms of my style I was picking at lots of different genres um because I long to kind of disrupt the whole genre system um, and I find it very difficult to kind of stick to one I kind of want to be this amalgamation of all of these different genres um, and for that to be okay and for that to be accepted um, and so California you know takes on like a hip-hop drum beat and you know singer-songwriter vocals um, and that was really fun but I think that was very scary in terms of releasing it. Yeah, the production of it is very different than the rest of your stuff. What was the process like when you were recording it? So um, the process was quite instant. Um, and the different thing, I think, I suppose, compared to all of the other tracks 
that I've written in the past is it all revolves around the drumbeat. I know you and Sam were talking about the importance of rhythm and I was so completely enamored by this drumbeat that I wrote the whole song around it, you know, from the chords to the bass line to the lyrics and that has never happened to me before. Um, And I think... It does push the genre system, but there's also this idea that it's also quite in keeping with a lot of the stuff that I've been doing. You know, it's lyric heavy. Um, I'm very interested in in words. Um, The bass line in all of these tracks I'm releasing now, I want the bass line to really kind of stand out, I suppose. Um, And on top of that, it's out there without being... Um, inaccessible so I would like people um, who are interested in any kind of style of music to feel like they can um, connect with this song because there is a familiar hook there is a familiar chorus um, but also feel like it's different to what they've heard before yeah it's immediately catchy I think it's probably my favorite song that you've released oh great thank you so much thank you I was just gonna say I love uh, Let Me Wilt, that was probably my favorite before you put out California. Uh, it gives me major Joss Stone, Janis Joplin vibes. Uh, and I was wondering, because I actually heard the remix first, just because of whatever Spotify played for me. So I thought that was awesome. Then I heard the other version. I was like, oh, whoa, this is totally different. And it's kind of interesting to hear it the reverse way, I'm sure. Um, but my question is, when you're working on a remix or I know someone else did it, um, is there a level of trying to keep all the soul in there? You know what I mean? Especially for this kind of song where it's very soulful. I would imagine it'd be a little stressful turning it into a dance track and having it keep the same feeling. And it does definitely a success, but how did you do that? I think um, that's a great question, and it's actually not one I can speak with much authority on. That was my first remix I'd kind of had done, and I did specifically work with someone who I knew and who I knew knew my sound um, and could understand that I was kind of in unfamiliar territory releasing a remix. Um, And... I think the main thing it gives it is it picks up the pace so you can listen to it when you're feeling like you're in a a different mood and and you're up for something slightly different. Um, But maintaining the soul has been my mission the whole way through, whatever we are trying to release, whatever we're trying to make, whatever version, um, that is the one thing that I hope to cling on to. Um, And I found that soul... Um, with Let Me Wilt. And actually, we recorded that over in Indiana. Um, I flew over from London to the middle of nowhere in Indiana in this amazing converted post office. Um, And originally, I wrote Let Me Wilt as a ballad, and it was just piano, it was strings, it was really sad, um, because it's about kind of trying to break past... um, being you know rejected whether you know mine was about the industry and how cutthroat the industry can be but like clinging on to your you know your guns and and that soul and then we flipped it on its head in in the studio and they said this is you know we're going to make this groove like Aretha and the track we 
referenced was Aretha's Respect, and we kind of got the drums on there, and then I was like, this is so much more empowering as a result. That's awesome. I think it turned out very well, and I love I love the instrumentation of it. It definitely sounds like it was from, you know, the 60s or early 70s. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Thank you. So when you're playing live, what's your process for prepping for a show, like the week before? Mm, the week before, that's a good question. Um, I suppose it's making sure all the songs on the set are refreshed or like fresh to you so when you sing them you sing them in exactly the same way with exactly the same amount of emotion that you had when you first wrote them I think I always fear of songs going stale when you sing them on stage Um, and live music is the reason why I do this Um, live performances is you know my favorite thing to do Um, a week before I would say yeah I would not rehearse them too hard a week before. If they're songs that I know and the band are happy with them, I'd say we only start really rehearsing, you know, a couple of days before to make sure it's tight. But I think keeping that um, spontaneity is the kind of excitement of live performance as well. So I think the audience tends to respond really well to that. But don't get me wrong, like, mistakes can be made that way around. But uh, Well, the audience loves to see mistakes too. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I like to throw in like a cover or a new song as well, um, just to make that individual experience at a live show uh, novel and different to any other live show, if that makes sense. Um, I want to make, you know, those who have bothered and paid paid for a ticket to come out and be there, I want to like make it worth their while and make them feel that they're part of something that, only holds place in that evening, if that makes sense. Awesome. Well, I think that's going to take us to the last five, especially because that last question kind of transitions perfectly. The first one is in the studio or playing live? Playing live. Yeah. Why playing live versus in the studio? Um, I think because being in the studio for me uh, is like staring in a mirror and like scrutinizing your appearance and like making sure everything is totally perfect whereas I think there is like I said before that spontaneity of a live show um that means you can just do your best and like you get that instant reaction and there's that connection with the audience and that instant moment of feeling like you've connected with people beyond your your craft basically and that's like a magical experience absolutely it's so much more energetic. You know, I do love being in the studio and in the studio, meaning my, you know, bedroom studio. Yeah. But yeah, there is something to be said for being on stage and sharing that energy with people. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm exactly the same as you. I think the process in the studio is, you know, a very complex state of mind. And I, I do really enjoy that. But it's a definitely quieter enjoyment, I suppose. Awesome. Question number two, what's on your musical rotation right now? On my musical rotation? Well, I know we've talked a lot about Sam Eagle, but Sam Eagle is on my rotation. Um, I was listening to a lot of um, Sylvan Esso's new album. Um, I've been listening to a lot of older stuff as well. I kind of, when I, we're talking about process, when I write um, in the studio, I kind of 
pay my respect to greater songwriters than myself. I listen to a lot of Leonard Cohen. I listen to a lot of Bob Dylan. Um, and I think those kind of artists are people who um, make you try harder as a songwriter, basically. <laughs> well, who would be your dream artist or producer to work with? That's always such a difficult question. Um, it's, so yeah, I... I think uh, I am a huge, huge fan of um, Bon Iver. In my eyes, they can do no wrong. I would think their way of writing and Justin Vernon is a total genius. So I think he would be on my list. Um, they would be on my list. Um, and I'd love to go to like a cabin in the woods with them and, <laughs> and write something amazing. They've got it right. <laughs> what was the favorite live show you saw? The favorite live show, um, I saw uh, Stevie Wonder a few years ago. I've seen Fleetwood Mac um, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers as well, which was totally random, <laughs> but great. I'm sure they put on an incredible show. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw them at Music Midtown uh, in like 2013. I was so far back, you couldn't even hear them anymore. It was so <laughs> like I'm sure they were great, but I couldn't hear them at all. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, this is gonna be the last question, and then I'll send you out of here. What is your most underrated artist? Oh, my most underrated artist. Um, I would say. Um, I'm gonna say uh, she's a friend of mine, so. Um, she still counts, um, but yeah, I would course, recommend yeah, her even if she weren't a friend of mine. Um, and she's doing amazing things at the moment. And she's called Shafree. Um, and she is um, a kind of alternative pop artist as well. Um, but she has just released two stunning um, acoustic versions of her tracks, um, which I think is a real testament to the tracks themselves if they can be reduced down to their total core. Um, so I recommend you you check her out. She's just got playlisted on one of Spotify's big kind of easy listening playlists. So um, That's yeah, awesome. check. And what's her name? Shay. Shay Free. S H A E F R I. I'll send you her stuff. Yeah, please. Yeah, do. please. I do. appreciate it. I appreciate she sounds it. awesome. She sounds awesome. Cool. Awesome. Well, Marie Nafa, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about your process with me. Congratulations on California, the new single and the new music video. Everybody has to go check it out. And uh, thank you again for coming on the show. I really appreciate sure. it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Take yeah, care. Of course. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. See ya.